T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And in the meantime, we set our sights to the team that got a win last night. They come back home today, and then tomorrow they're back at the Pfizer Forum to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Tonight we're going to have the Milwaukee Basketball Hour live in front of a studio audience from Concordia University. Myself and uh, my co-host Steve Novak joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. Where'd you go for uh, your vacation? Uh, a little all-star break, even though I'm retired. The wife demands that we continue the all-star break tradition, so we actually went to Italy for uh, for about a week and oh. actually visited my former teammate, Travis Diener, who's still playing over there. He was actually playing in in uh, Pesaro. He plays for Cremona now, and he played against Milan in the, in the Italian Cup, so we went and visited him in Italy and then spent a little time in Florence and Rome. God, you're killing me. I've been wanting to get over there for so long. So uh, good for you, man. Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was great. We ate a ton of pasta and saw the sights and, you know, big-time walking cities. So we're just kind of out and about enjoying ourselves. Now, did you have the kids with you? The... No, we did not. We uh, we left the kiddos back. That's probably the last time we're going to be able to do that. They're 9, 6, and 2 now, and they're starting to figure out that when Mom and Dad leave like that, they're having too good a time. So I think they're going to they're gonna get a say now where we go, probably a lot of kids' clubs and swimming pools and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, not a lot of water parks in the Vatican, is there? <laughs> no, no, not quite. They're not as impressed with uh, these old old stones and towers and stuff like that. It means more to us, but I think they'll maybe, maybe they'll, we'll get them there once they're hey, Dad, can, can, so we the, can we get the dude in a big hat to go down the tube with us? I, I, yeah, I can see that. Hey, Steve, uh, so this team comes out. They, they get a really good win last night in the sense of they the last time we saw them play meaningful basketball, they just looked lethargic against the Indiana Pacers. So last night they come out. They really put on Detroit. Uh, look, as, as good as that win is, that's fine. Get it over with. Joe LMB says he's the best player in the world, and now here comes the Philadelphia 76ers into the Pfizer form. you got to think that comment that came out last night, that's got to be posted in the locker room this morning, right? <laughs> well, look, Joe Embiid is entitled to say he's the best player in the world if he feels that he is, and anybody else can say it. But I guess the truth is Giannis is the reigning MVP, and he continues to be the most dominant player in basketball. So I think you're right. The timing of it seems a little suspicious and the fact that he's you know known to say things like that when it's you know sometimes what he says is just a little more fabricated or people go ah does he mean it or what is he trying to do here you know Joel Embiid is a more out there in the media and on Twitter and saying funny stuff kind of guy so you know I think people know that and take that with a bit of a grain of salt also probably expecting that he he maybe does believe it but I don't know if the timing of him saying it is very good since he actually does have to play the best player in the world on the Milwaukee Bucks in his next game. So we'll see. 
So here's my question for you, and I said I was going to ask this uh, because I've had numerous people ask me. So when we had Pat Connaughton on the last time you and I sat down, uh, Pat had said, we talked to him about 70 wins. And he said, well, that's great, but our goal is not 70 wins. Our goal is to win the championship, and we got to keep our sights on that. So as this season winds down, let's say going into April, this team clinches. They got the number 1 overall seed. Does 70 matter anymore, or do you start to worry more about load management with a clinch number 1 to where you can really be strong and healthy going into the postseason? You know, I don't think 70 wins matters. I think 70 wins would be really cool. It would be historic. It'd be one of only three teams to have done it. It'd be something you can tell your grandkids about and, you know, a memory that you would have of this season. There's already been, you know, so so many. And so I think if you're close, you fight for it. You go for it, not in terms of you risk, you know, injury or you play Giannis 45 minutes to try to get a 70th win. I think th- that would be shenanigans. But, yeah, I think for sure if you're close, if you're around – you know, 67, 68, and you got, you know, two, three, four games left, I think all the guys are going to be aware of it. And I think it's it's just the same as the competitive spirit that, you know, any really good team would have is that, you know, if there's someone out there saying, hey, you guys could be one of the greatest to ever do it. If you get 70, it puts you in a class of that kind of team. Then you, I think everybody knows it would be cool to do it, but I don't think anyone would be devastated if they didn't, like for the reason that you just said, it's clearly more important and, only matters that they continue to build towards winning a championship and for any reason winning 70 and playing extra minutes and trying to do something that there is out of character for them to try to get to 70 wins you know i just i don't see that but i think it would be an awesome accomplishment if when they're when it's closer they have the opportunity to do it i do expect them to the guys to to fight for it yeah i uh i know that that's something you would love to have you'd love to be healthy and have that 70 plus wins in your back pocket as the season goes on and you're facing these playoff-bound teams because you play a lot more teams down the stretch, they have a, a plus 500 record, I don't know how much you really want to go for it and beat up and play physical, hard, playoff-style basketball against these teams if you don't, you know what I mean, if you don't have to? I mean, you tell me as a, as a player, as a guy that was in a locker room, knowing if you were in the situation that these guys are in right now, what what do you want? You want both, but realistically, what do you want? You know, you want the ring, right? You want the ring. Look, 70 wins doesn't mean anything. There's been teams, the Golden State Warriors, that have They won 73, won didn't win it. And didn't win it. And so I think if you asked any guy in that team or in the, in the organization, it, it's almost a, a silly conversation. Hey, if you go back and you could not put too much value on setting the record for most wins, would you have used the end of the season a little bit differently to get ready for the, the to, to try to win a ring? I think they all go... For sure. And so it's hard to know if those guys really were so obsessed and set on winning the 73 games and getting the most wins record. And if that got in the way, I think they probably know if that was something that was a goal of theirs. And looking back, it shouldn't have been. But it's obvious that when you talk to this Bucks team and anybody on it, basically the 70 wins has been a, if it happens, awesome. If we're close, yeah, it'd be amazing. But and I think it would, really. I think being in a class of, of 70 wins in an 82-game season, it, it's special. But to be honest, if you can win 50 games in the regular season and get a ring, it's, it means so much more. So I think that there really is a clear understanding that that's, that's what this, this year is about. So as we now head down the stretch, what do you look for specifically? I know a lot of Bucks fans are saying, you know what, Middleton, Bledsoe, those are the guys we're paying a lot of attention to. Once we get to the postseason, can they keep going? Can they keep playing this way? But what are you looking for? 
you know, I think momentum, continued momentum of this season because, you know, at times in, in the season, the Bucks are in, a, in a, a class of their own. And so I think, you know, coming back from all-star break, the Bucks are talking about continuing to get better, continuing to improve. And some people say, well, look, they're the best team in the league and they're obviously favorites in the Eastern Conference at this point. You know, how much, what can they get so much better at? But I think it really is about continuing to, to fight to improve as a team right now because they were the best team in the league in the regular season last year and they lost four games in a row to the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. And so I think that's going to sit on all their shoulders as it should and be a bit of fear that, hey, no matter how good we are in the regular season, even last year we lost four in a row and didn't make it to the finals. So I think that that fear of what happened last year and the way that it ended, you just want to continue to see momentum and good things happen and progress and figuring out tough situations and making adjustments because the truth is, I think a lot of these guys know, look, no matter how good you are in the regular season, the playoffs are a different game, and we've just got to continue to figure out how we can be the best possible team at the end of the year by continuing to create momentum, make good things happen. And in the end, I think that just means winning games. When you talk about winning games, real quick before I let you go, how much pressure now to do this right? Because the players play. You know that. When you hit the floor, you've got a pride. You've got a certain way you're playing. This is what you do. But how much pressure now is there on Coach Bud to kind of maneuver, manipulate, and keep this thing all right with the sizable lead that they have, the way they're beating teams, the large margin of victory, all that stuff? How how much does he really now coaching become a part of this down the stretch with 27 games going? I mean, he's the, he's the guy. He really is. I mean, he's won cha- multiple championships with the San Antonio Spurs. He's been around great players. He's been around guys that needed to be heavily coached and other guys who were just completely self-motivated. He's been with teams that were the number one seed. I was actually on one of his teams in San Antonio under Coach Popper. We were the number one seed in the Western Conference. We lost to the number eight seed, the Memphis Grizzlies. He's also been you know, a part of championship teams that were not favorites, and they won it. So I think Coach Bud knows what it takes right now, specifically, obviously, for this group, but he's been through it. He understands that at the end of the year, what's important, what you're building towards. And I just think that he has that insight that very few people truly have, like you're saying, on what it takes to continue this momentum, to continue what's important, how to talk to these guys, how to practice them, and, and to keep their, I think, their, their understanding of what's important towards the end of the year. So, I mean, he he's the leader of this group, and he's done a, a heck of a job. Steve, looking forward to tonight. Now, are they? did I read this right? Are they doing tickets for tonight or something like that? I don't know. There's quite a buzz about tonight at Concordia. I think the men's team, the women's team, is planned on being there. And, Holy uh, mackerel. A lot, of the stu- a lot of the students. So there, there may be tickets tonight, but it's supposed to be quite a buzz about this one tonight. So it should be exciting. A lot of people there, and should be a good show. This kind of feels like our own version of college game day, doesn't it? <laughs> like You've grown in stature, my friend. <laughs> exactly. It should be fun. I like it. Selling tickets. Uh, you know, if it gets popular enough, uh, maybe that's the way to go. We'll maybe maybe we did it. For the... Yeah, I like it. Hey, write your, write your own coupon. We'll let you in. It doesn't matter. Good stuff, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you tonight up there, okay? 
We'll see you there. Sounds good. There you go. There you go. That's Steve Novak joining us for a couple of minutes from Fox Sports Wisconsin, uh, the uh, Milwaukee Basketball Hour, co-host with yours truly, the analyst for uh, Bucks Games. And tonight it is going to be Steve, myself, and Dante DiVincenzo, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks three-point specialist coming up tonight. We're going to be live from Concordia University. And I, other than the fact that they said, Bill, here's where you got to park. Here's where they're going to bring you in. All this kind of stuff. I have no other idea what's going on. I heard something about tickets. I heard something about teams and student sections and cheering sections. And I, I don't know if it's going to get crazy. I, I don't know if maybe they're giving away free food along just to get us to come in and see us or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on, but it should be a great one tonight. Looking forward to it. Concordia University, you're going to hear it on the, uh, many of these same stations, 6 to 7 tonight. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Really looking forward to it. Steve joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 